And it's one of those things where it's like, you can tell people what to do, but are you actually doing it? And anybody yes. that knows anything about mindset, I mean, it comes down to simply like, what are you focusing on? Like, what are you, where, where's your focus going? Like, are you focusing on all the things that could go wrong? Are you focusing on the problems? Are you focusing on what might go wrong in the future? Or are you focusing on how you can go out there and serve people, how you can create value, where your opportunities are? Are you focusing on the people in your life that love and support you? Are you focusing on all the things that are incredible about you as a human being? Like, where is your focus? Yep. Because that's what you have complete control over. Most people are just like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, but are you doing it? Hey, hey, welcome back to Bullpen Sessions. My name is Andy Neary, and this is episode 41. This week, I get to sit down with Arvin Anderson. Arvin and I met in the Fast Foundations Mastermind last year, and I instantly fell in love with Arvin's energy, and I think you are going to as well. Throughout this episode, we talk about all things mindset. We talk about how you can put yourself in a peak state as it pertains to your mindset so you can do your best work and you can bring your best to everybody else. You see, when Arvin was at his lowest, he realized he had to make a choice. He had to decide who it was he wanted to become. Did he want to be the person who brought energy to the room or did he want to become the person who sucked the energy out of the room every time he entered it? And so Arvin made that decision to start living out his greatness, and now he helps others do the same. You see, Arvin grew up in an entrepreneurial family, but he quickly learned entrepreneurship meant long hours. It meant grinding it out as he watched his dad put hour after hour after hour, often coming home well after Arvin went to bed and going to work well before Arvin woke up. Arvin's journey throughout his life is, is one that I absolutely admire. In fact, it was in the Fast Foundations Mastermind where Arvin basically put it out there what he was going to do. He was going to sell his CrossFit business. He was going to sell his house, and he was going to travel around the world, and that's exactly what he did. So we talk about Arvin's magical journey around the world as well as his magical journey that has led him now to work for some of the world's greatest coaches like Dean Graciosi and Tony Robbins. We talk about masterminds since Arvin is currently working with Dean Graciosi in his mastermind company. This is a truly magical, magical interview. And we talk about what the importance of being a part of a mastermind is. One, putting yourself around like-minded people. Number two, creating that human connection, that community. And number three, most importantly, it's the accountability. Because when you are part of a group, a community of high achievers, you don't want to let anybody else down. And speaking of which, if you know you need more accountability, you want to surround yourself with a community of high achievers, and you want to put yourself around like-minded people, we're going to level you up. We're going to force you to get better. You're going to want to go check out the Complete Game Mastermind. We've only got one week to go before it starts. We've got a few seats left. So I put a link in the show notes. Go check it out. Apply. Let's jump on a call. Let's see if it's a fit for you. All right. Let's dive into this episode with Arvin Anderson. Buckle up. This dude's got a ton of energy, and you're going to love it. Shift your mindset. Arvin Anderson, welcome aboard. Yes, I'm excited to be here, Andy. <laughs> if you can't tell already, if you're listening to this, um, and you aren't ready for energy, you might want to turn this off. 
Um, In fact, where we're going to go with this one today is uh, a topic I love talking about. When you enter a room, either bring energy to it or you suck the energy out of it. You have two choices. So if you're up for bringing energy to the room, you're going to want to listen to this. So Arvin, let's let's level set, man. Um, If you don't mind taking me maybe a couple minutes for the audience who has no idea who Arvin is, tell us a little bit about your background, where you come from, um, and what makes you tick. Oh, man. Who the hell is this Arvin Anderson guy anyway? (laughs) I warned you, folks. (laughs) Man, I mean, I was born and raised in the entrepreneurial world. My dad was an entrepreneur, so I was just always in that space. I mean, even at the, I think I started working for him at the age of eight, just working in his business and just kind of being in that world always. So I've always kind of just had that entrepreneurial mindset and, and grown up in that experience. And um, born and raised in Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska, which was an amazing place to grow up because of, A, it's just absolutely incredible to live there. But just the, the small town community where it's, you know, the, you're able to create such deep relationships with people. You know, like everybody knew everybody and you knew everybody on a, on a very intimate level. Yep. So it really just, I grew up in the experience of, of deep human connection, which has always been an incredible, incredibly high value for me. So when I ventured out of Alaska and moved out to Las Vegas, it was a completely different world out there where, you know, building human connection like that on a very intimate level was challenging. It's something that mm-hmm. I always kind of, kind of longed for the entire time I was there. And I got out of entrepreneurship and worked for corporate America for a while, worked for uh, MGM Mirage, which was a, it was a cool experience. I learned a lot. I mean, every experience we have, we learn lessons, right? So you come out of, I come out of that experience seeing what it would be like to live a life under that umbrella. And I just wanted more for myself. Like regardless of what my life was, I wanted to be in control of it. And coming out of that space, I, I fell into uh, real estate and then also simultaneously fell, fell into CrossFit yep. and started building businesses in both of those areas. And then just really fell in love with CrossFit for a long time and uh, built a thriving CrossFit business out there for seven years. And then evolved out of that into really wanting to just start working with more of a high-performing, more evolved mindset. Right? Yeah. I really wanted to seek out those people that were really ready to do whatever it takes to get to that next level, but was really struggling to figure out how to do that on their own. And so in order for me to figure out how to, to really put myself in a position to coach people at a high level, you know, I had to follow that path first and fell into the world of masterminds. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna go there today. We're gonna go two places yeah. that that are favorite to yours and favorite to mine: mindset and mastermind. One hundred percent. But I want to go back for a second when you said you know you were an entrepreneur by age eight because you were working for your dad. Your dad was an entrepreneur. You know, when I hear those stories, honestly, I get a little jealous because I grew up in a family. Uh, we weren't entrepreneurs. My parents were both teachers, amazing teachers, but it just wasn't an entrepreneurial mindset type of uh, environment. So at age eight, if you can think back that far, were there lessons you took as a kid watching your dad be an entrepreneur that you think have helped you today? Ooh, I'll tell you, you know, it's interesting. It's the first belief that shows up for me. That's actually not a, 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 a belief that serves me at this stage was my dad worked constantly. Like he would work long hours and he would be at the store until midnight and then, you know, come home and then we wake up in the morning. He was already back at work. So I really started to to ingrain that belief that in order to be successful, you have to just grind and work constantly and you got to sacrifice everything in your life to make it happen. And I really like 
pursued success for a long period of my life with that belief of if I wasn't grinding it out, like I wasn't earning my success and it wasn't going to manifest for me. And that was, that was the biggest one I really had to break. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Cause I think it's funny. Entrepreneurship has become, let's call it, it's become really cool in the last five years. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's interesting is I think I watch some people, even people I know, they go from the corporate world to entrepreneurship. And the reason they want to leave the corporate world is they hated the corporate grind. Mm -hmm. But all they've done is now they're in the entrepreneurial world and they're still grinding. And it's like, what did you actually trade? You're still slaving away 16, 17 hours a day. And like you said, it's almost like I feel like some people are addicted to that. Yeah. Like to be successful, it has to be a struggle. And so I'm glad you brought that up because I think people are addicted. You know, we both know Gary Vaynerchuk. He's been guilty. He's been accused for a long time of saying, grind, grind, work long hours. And he's now coming back and saying, that's not what I meant. (laughs) But I think it is people believe that to to be an entrepreneur, have success. It means no sleep and all work. Yeah, 100%. So, but so you're right. Talk- like the, the playoff, yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> the playoff, Gary V, and that's the important part, right? Is like, but he loves it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he loves that that side of it. So if you love it, that's one thing. But if you're doing it from a really low energy kind of place and a low vibration, feeling like, well, I have to do it this way, otherwise it's not going to work. Well, then you're just coming from a very low vibration and going to create results that reflect that. Yeah, I mean, sure. and, and vibration is such a good word because the question I've always wanted to ask you. And, and we're going to get into the mindset, uh, masterminds. I mean, and Arvin and I met in the Fast Foundations Mastermind. Um, my question for you is this, Arvin. I've known you for, what, a couple of years? And you are just a super high energy dude, which is uh, uh, so cool to see you light up a room. Is, have you always been that way? Or was it kind of stepping into that person, maybe finding your passion that made you just step out into the Arvin we see today? Mm. You know, part of it is influence. Right. And there's been parts of that that's come out of me unintentionally. Um, and just as growing up in life, you know, my dad is a, is kind of like that way. Like okay. he can walk into a room and light up the room, you know, and I was fortunate enough to be raised by a mother that just constantly instilled praise into me, you know, and really just like helped me believe in myself and believe things like anything was possible. Um, and really just gave me just unconditional love constantly. She still does, which is phenomenal. But it was like, when you talk about the energy that you bring into a room, you know, and it's, I didn't get very intentional about it until I lost it, you know, until I hit that moment in life where it's just like everything had fallen apart. And I was just in the darkest time in life that I've ever been ever. I've never felt more alone, more defeated, more isolated than I did in that period of time. And coming out of that, that place, you know, really asking myself the question, you know, who do I want to be moving forward? Yeah. You know, like who, who is the man that I'm going to be coming out of this and being hyper intentional about becoming that man. And then it became down to just a very intense year long immersion of me working with uh, Amiri, who was the coach that changed my life. Um, we work together every week. We'd come to my gym and we'd spend two hours and we would just do hyper intentional state work, whether it was either visualization or breathing work or like state work, which we did a lot of, a lot of certainty, a lot of confidence, 
really shifting into the different states that we embody as a person and then conditioning it over and over and over and over again. And then it was just, you know, like, how do you want to show up? What kind of energy do you want to bring in the room? What kind of presence do you want to have? And conditioning that behind closed doors before that door, door opened and then it was time for me to walk in. You know, you bring up something I want to talk about because we're going to get, again, we're going to get into the masterminds. And one thing I love about account, uh, masterminds is accountability. And mm-hmm. you talked about the energy. Right now, let's face it, you and I are having this conversation on June 30th and a lot of people got knocked to the ground, right? And there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who are not in the best frame of mind. You know, the mm-hmm. mindset may be trending towards pessimism over optimism, hopelessness sure. versus versus gratitude and hope. What advice would you give that person right now who is sitting in that position? Are there are a couple tips, a couple strategies you would want to give that individual? Yeah, 100%. And it's one of those things where it's like you can tell people what to do, but are you actually doing it? And anybody yes. that knows anything about mindset, I mean, it comes down to simply like, what are you focusing on? Like, what are you, where, where's your focus going? Like, are you focusing on all the things that could go wrong? Are you focusing on the problems? Are you focusing on what might go wrong in the future? Or are you focusing on how you can go out there and serve people, how you can create value, where your opportunities are? Are you focusing on the people in your life that love and support you? Are you focusing on all the things that are incredible about you as a human being? Like, where is your focus? Yep. Because that's what you have complete control over. And most people are just like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, but are you doing it? Right? Because if you don't like the way you feel, then it's, it's simply because of what you're focusing on. Yeah. So be intentional about changing it. That's awesome because it's taking action, right? Yeah. It's about, it's about you, can, you can take all the coaching you want. You can read all the books you want, take all the courses you want, join all the masterminds you want. If you're not willing to take action or not willing to focus on the right things, none of it matters. And so mm-hmm. I want to ask you, I didn't, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this question, but I want to ask you this. You <laughs> did something during the Fast Foundation Mastermind that I was so, I admired the hell out of, man, just to be totally honest with you. But you had set an intention that you were going to sell the CrossFit business, you were going to sell the house in Las Vegas, and you were just going to backpack around the world. And this, ha- I mean, we're talking what, 12 months ago? Yeah. like. About and I remember when you, when, you, ago, when you set that intention, and, and I, even in my head, I have to admit, maybe in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. And then all of a sudden, dude, house is sold, business sold, Arvin is a nomad. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the journey you took to Bali, and if you don't mind more, maybe towards what it did it do to you from a mindset perspective? Mm, man, it's, it gave me freedom. It gave me freedom. You know, it was, I, I asked myself that question, you know, like it, that was the power of the mastermind. It was getting clarity on, on what I needed to let go of, but more so having, having the love and support from each and every one of you guys. Yep. to support me through making the most challenging decision I've ever had to make in my entire life. Yep. Cause I wasn't, I did, I wasn't capable of making it on my own, or at least I didn't feel like I was. And I don't think we're meant to, but asking yourself the question, right? Like everybody says like, Oh, I want all these things. I want all these things. Like, all right, great. Are you willing to let go of everything? Like, will you let go of everything? And I'm not just talking like material things, like your beliefs, your fears, your identity. Are you willing to let go of everything? And stand in that vulnerable space of of transition for however long it takes in order for you to truly step into the person you want to be and create the life you want. And if you instantly answer yes, you're not doing the question justice. Like to sit there and reflect on that and really like tune in to that inner knowingness of, of you and ask yourself with absolute honesty, you know, are you willing to do that? 
And when I really dug deep into there and sat with that question, it in a very like vulnerable and courageous <laughs> way, it was just like in a trembling way. It was just like, yeah, yeah, I am, man. Like I want it. I want it just as badly as I don't want what I have. Like, well, that, that's just it. And, and I think what observing that journey of yours from afar and, and correct me if I'm wrong, once you made that decision, what you, based on what you just said, once I realized I wanted it as bad as I didn't want the other option, shit just kind of started falling in place. At least it seemed like it. And so if you don't mind kind of just walking through, cause this is such an important lesson. You said you've got to stand in it and go, am I willing to get vulnerable enough to take the appropriate action? Because once you do, guess who's listening? The universe. Yep. And it starts putting the right things in your life to make the right stuff happen. So tell me a little bit, like once you made that decision, what happened? Because I feel like so much fell in place for you. Man, it, it did. I mean, it's, a, it's incredible how much your life can change in a year. Like when I look back, like you're saying, like it was just, you know, a little over a year that you had that CrossFit gym. I'm like, man, that feels like an entire <laughs> like, lifetime ago. Yes. It was an, I was an entirely different person. Like my whole life was so different. It's, it's just like, I can't believe it's been that short amount of time. Like when you do, when you, when you let go and you, and you set your intention, like in the moment, sometimes it feels like it's not moving at all. But when you can look back in the span of a year, it's like, holy cow, man, did that move fast and did it grow radically, yep. radically high. And, Any uh, lessons yeah. you learned? Any lessons you learned on your journey to Bali and just traveling overseas? Yeah, man, it was. Perspective was huge. Like to go to these different places of the world and see poverty at a, at a level where you expect everybody to be unhappy. Because if you live that way here in the U.S., you'd be miserable because you're told you're miserable if you're poor, right? Like you're told you're like, you can't yeah. be happy unless you have these things. And so I just remember just being like really humbled by like walking around. It's just like you, you expected to feel and see pain. And it's like you didn't. You didn't see suffering. Yeah. It's like, no, man, like they're so happy. They're so happy over here. And it's like, wow, like you can just be so happy with just because you choose to be. Like it's one thing to, to read about it and, and hear it and think it, but I got to see it. I got to experience it. Yep. Like happiness and joy with, with what we would consider nothing. Do you think that's oh. helped you today? Um, again, it really hasn't yeah. been that long ago, but do you think it helps you today even when, you know, we all have those bad days, right? Does it help you put things in perspective and go, man, there's a lot to be happy about even on, think about what we're going through right now, right? COVID, lockdown, racial injustice. Does it give you that, added little ounce of, of energy to say, Hey, it's, it's, you got a lot to still be grateful for. Absolutely, man. Yep. I mean, part of the practice that I've had over these last few years is being very intentional with how I'm feeling. So it's like, if I feel any kind of tightness in my body at all, like immediately, I just I start to breathe it out. You know, I just want that body to feel light and just really like shift that focus. Right. Like what can I be grateful for right yeah. now? Like seriously, like for real, like what can I honestly be grateful for? Like I'm, I'm thankful just to have this conversation with you. I'm grateful that I know you. You're an incredible human, man. And it's well, thank you. And this is why, you know, I always tell people to be on my podcast, you have to have one, one trait and that's an abundant mindset. And that's why you're on, man. And um, <laughs> I'm going to get you lit up here because here's where I want to go with this. You learned a lot, you know, traveling the world. It's so right. People can be dirt poor, but they're happy. In fact, I can't, I'm, I think it's, 
shoot, I'm, is it Bhutan? I can't remember which country it is in, in Southeast Asia that actually instead of their GDP, like ours is monetary, theirs is happiness. Yeah. They base their country's level of success literally on the happiness of the country, which mm. is absolutely phenomenal. So you come back. You and I are still in the mastermind together, and we're about to go all things mastermind. This is where I need you to light this audience up, man. <laughs> you are now working with people like Tony Robbins, Dean Graciosi. I mean, people that you and I, a year ago, were looking at like, they're up in the stratosphere, right? But here's where I want you to go with this story. When you applied for the, one of these positions, how many applicants were there? About six, tell, tell the story, about 600 and some, they were only taking what, less than 10? How did you mentally get through that process to where you became a finalist and ultimately where you are today? That's a, oh, what a story, right? Like, it's interesting, like what kickstarted off that whole journey when I sold everything is I went to Australia and I went to date with Destiny with Tony Robbins. And it was just like, that was my first step. I'm like, if I'm gonna like, create the next chapter in my life, there's nobody that got me through this better, process better than Tony. So I went to there and I came out of there like a fireball, man, like clarity and drive and passion and love and all the things that you needed to go out there and create. And part of that experience, I, I bought their course KBB, um, which teaches people how to create masterminds. Yep. And being in that and being in part of their community, which, you know, at the time had 25,000 people in there. They put out auditions to be part of their speaker speaking team, people that have gone through the course, completed it, and started to implement the things that, that they taught. They wanted them to, to speak on behalf of the company and their experience. So I auditioned for that. There were 600 people that auditioned for it and shot it in. Man, it was just like on the spot, random video. I just submitted like when I was just feeling it. I was like in the middle of running. I was in <laughs> Toronto at the time for a different mastermind that I was intending. And I was running down the neighborhood. And I just felt like inspired. You know, I just had like this powerful insight that I just wanted to share. So I just stopped. I was sweating. I was still breathing heavy. And I just like submitted this video. And then they narrowed it down to 50. And I, I made it to the top 50. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And so then we had to teach something on the next one. It was a longer video. And I just did my thing on there and submitted it. And then uh, next I was in San Diego at the time. And I, remember I, was, I was at this Airbnb and I was laying on the couch. And I was just kind of resting in the middle of the afternoon which i don't even normally do i just was and all of a sudden this email pops up and it was just like boom you made the live finals and i was like oh my god I jumped <laughs> off the couch i'm like what is happening right now this is crazy and so they had the live auditions out here in uh scottsdale so i came out here and there was 24 of us that came out here for the auditions and then uh i ended up taking the top speaker spot from the live auditions um, which was incredible i mean it was literally like all the conditioning I had done in the last few years of really being intentional about my state and about how I want to show up in this room and lessons that I learned from, from the people that I've been around about, you know, that just to how to hold presence in a space like that, you know, and play the long game and experience. I wasn't trying to win in the first 10 minutes. I knew this was a long, it was a three day experience, right? Yeah. So it's like show up powerfully, but just like be present and just like trust, you know, like trust yourself. You know, let's let's unpack that for a second because I want I think there's such a teaching moment here that's so mm -hmm. important and I don't want to overlook it. Number one, I'll even go a step farther back. If I remember, didn't you only audition because somebody you knew said they were auditioning? You're like, oh, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> another woman in the group that I had been talking with on different <laughs> things, and so she asked me. She's like, hey, I'm gonna audition for this. Will you will you take a look at my video and give me some feedback? And I'm like, audition for what? 
And she told me about it. I'm like, I didn't even see that. I was like, well, if I'll look at it, but I'm going to audition too. And here you are, ended up being the top one. So 600 applicants, okay? Think about anybody in business today that has a goal. 600 applicants, your goal is to get to number one. We could say that's um, some pretty big odds. Yeah. What would you say from your conditioning, putting yourself in peak state mindset, what were, what were some of the lessons or, or things you took away from that that allowed you to go from there are 600 of us to here I am standing on top of the mountain? Yeah. You know, for one thing, Andy, the whole process for me, I was just having fun, you know? Enjoy the journey. Like, I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't take it too seriously. Like, if I didn't get picked, all right, whatever. I was doing other things. But I was like, how cool would that be, you know? And so, I, I, yeah, I gave it my best, and I showed up as, as my best self. But I had fun with it. You know, the whole process was enjoyable. And I do want to drop, like, a, a, a little seed because, you know, I, I love that we can have this conversation about, you know, the universe. And, like, you put your mind where you want it to be, and things will manifest for you. And I love that you brought out how this whole experience started was she reached out to me and told me about it. You know, that's the universe like presenting Correct. this opportunity. Yep. Because we can fast forward that a little bit. And it's, yeah, I got the top speaking spot. And then shortly thereafter, I do a podcast with Dean and him and I just had a great conversation. And, you know, a week after that, he invited me out to Scottsdale and had a conversation about, you know, they were building the coaching and training department of KBB and asked me if I wanted to be a part of that. And, you know, that was almost seven months ago. And, you know, here I am today, you know, I'm the director of coaching for Tony Robbins and DeGraciosi's KBB and Mastermind Company, which is, it's, it's mind blowing, right? Yeah, like, it's I phenomenal. love it. Like it's, it, it, I'm doing everything that I want to do, you know, a year ago is like, what do I want to do? Like, where, where do I want my focus to be? Yeah. Like, I want to be out there coaching. I want to be out there spreading this message on mindset. Yeah. I want to be in mastermind environments. I want to be around high performers. I want to build a team. I want to be in the room with people like Tony and Dean. And it's just like, I knew what I wanted, but I had no idea it was going to show up in the way that it did. Correct. And so when it showed up in this vehicle, it's like, at first, like I didn't realize it right away. And then I started to see all the things I was doing. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I asked for. This is exactly what yeah, I asked for. You have that for. aha moment, that epiphany. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, it was such a beautiful moment. Yeah. So cool. Well, if you don't so wouldn't cool. mind, and if you're cool with doing this, would you, now that you are the director of coaching for KBB, would you mind taking a minute describing for the people who have no clue what KBB is? Um, would you mind taking a minute to talk about it and what it is and what you're doing? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. KBB is a knowledge uh, broker blueprint, which is, we basically use this course in their, our training programs to teach people how to extract their expertise and put it in a mastermind type environment so that they can teach other people the things that they know to help them move the needle in their lives farther and faster than they would on their own. That's awesome. So if somebody wanted to, and can anybody join that kind of course, if somebody wanted to, to learn how to do just that, what is the most appropriate way to, to start that process? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the best, easiest, I mean, the only way to start is to get into the course, right? So you buy okay. KBB, which gives you the, the blueprint, the A to Z step-by-step -step process of how do you actually create a mastermind and launch a mastermind. Got it. Cool. Well, let's talk about that because you and I met in a mastermind and yeah. I, would, I think we can both agree Fast Foundations changed our lives. Um, mm -hmm. Here you are now focused on masterminds. If I were to ask you simply, Arvin, what are the top two or three things that make masterminds so impactful? What are, what are they to you? 
Mm, man, there was such a relief to walk into a room of like-minded people. You know, I, I think every single one of us walked into that room feeling like the imposter. Like, I was like, man, everybody's got everything figured out except for me. I just kind of snuck into the room. And as soon as they figure out that I don't have it all figured out, you know, they're going to look at me and be like, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. Get out of here. But no, like you walk in, it was just like, and everybody started to, to share like what their experience was. And it was like, oh my gosh, I'm going through that too. That's exactly what I'm going through. And it's just like, yeah, this is what the experience is. Yep. What you feel is like your own unique experience is, is actually what we're all feeling. And when I was able to connect everybody like that and realize that we're all just doing our best to figure things out, man, it just, it just, it was liberating. It was liberating. And then just to have the, the connections, you know, it's just to have you guys that we can call at any time and you just get it, you know, because a lot of the time the people in our lives, yeah, they love and they care about us and they want to support us, but very few of them are actual, you know, entrepreneurs or in this space where they understand what this experience is like. Mm -hmm. So to have those, to have you guys to be able to lean on and get perspective because you get it, it's just so incredibly valuable. What about the accountability? Do you feel, do you feel accountability for me? I think, you know, I've been a part of several masterminds in the last five years, some good, some average, but the ones that have excelled are the ones that have absolutely held me a hundred percent accountable to make sure the big promises, the, the big yeah. goals I'm setting for myself that I'm taking action on. Do you feel like, especially fast foundations, we just talked about the big one you just did. Where yeah. do you view accountability as part of a mastermind? Well, it's, I mean, accountability is essential to success, but what's so unique about the accountability in a mastermind is it's, it's twofold, right? It's like, you have the respect of the person running it and you have the respect of your peers and, it, and it's just a heightened sense of accountability because you don't want to let those people down. Yeah. And, you know, I remember, you know, when we were at Fast Foundations, you know, Chris pushed me to take a scary action and he could tell I was hesitating a little bit. He's like, Arvin, I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't do this, I don't even want to know you, bro. Like, don't call me. Don't text me. Don't email me. Don't sign up for my masterminds again. I don't even want to know you. Either you step up and you do it or I don't want, I don't want you around me. Right. Like I don't want that kind of person in my circle. And I respected that, you know, I'm like, hell yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want me around me either. <laughs> <laughs> so I did it, you know, it was scary as shit, but I did it. Yeah. You know? It was, but it was, uh, you needed that. You needed that push. Well, and you bring up such a good, important point. I mean, I felt the same way. I remember having a conversation with Chris before I even joined and I go, man, I have no idea if I'm even a fit for this. Like, I don't know if I qualify. I don't know what your requirements are because I didn't see myself even at that point. Maybe I didn't even see myself as an entrepreneur. Um, and then you do walk in and you're like, I'm going to be the dumbest in the room. <laughs> And they're going to find out, I don't actually know what I'm doing. And you're like, wait a second. None of them actually feel like they know what they're doing. Yeah, and, and that's so important. And then, like you said, that human connection, I think, because I've been a, a part of masterminds in other industries, Arvin, and I'll be, I'll be honest, they're not really masterminds. They're more associations. And yeah. I think the power of a mastermind is the connections that go above and beyond this, the content in the mastermind and the lifelong friendships that you create out of that. I've seen businesses started by people who met in a mastermind. Yeah. And so I'm glad you, you talked about the like-mindedness of the people in the room and the feeling that, Oh wow, we're all going through this together because let's face it. 
if you're an entrepreneur, you run a business right now, it can be a lonely world. And you don't have to go it alone. Mm -hmm. It's a belief around entrepreneurship, right? Yep. That is like it. It's a lonely world. You know, you got to figure everything out by yourself. Nobody's going to do it as good as you do. Right. Yep. Well, and I can tell you, I'm launching, you know, as we speak, I'm launching my complete game mastermind. Yeah. And as I do qualifying calls, you know, to, to answer questions for people, one of the questions that are not even a question, but a comment that I hear a lot that honestly might kick you out of qualifying is when you start sizing up the other people in the room, when you want to know who else is in it. That tells me you don't want to be vulnerable. That tells me that you're not willing to realize that you don't know it all. And if you're yeah. already sizing up the knowledge of the others in the room, it's going to be a problem and it's probably not a fit for you because being, getting vulnerable is probably one of the most important things in a mastermind. I think that's, you're spot on. And I think that's the big difference between a, a mastermind and an association, right? It, it's the quality of the conversation and the depth of the conversation. Yep. Because that mastermind allows you to to bring to surface those things that you don't tell anybody. Yep. You know the things that you are scared of, the things that you you know. Yep. The, the, it's the fears, right? Like we keep yep. them internal and we don't speak about them, they, and then they take our power away. Yep. If we can speak it out loud and free it. It's it gives us our power back. Yep. Well, I know you're a busy man, so I won't take up too much more of your time, but I do have a couple more questions that I, I want to take this down just a slightly different avenue for a second because KBB. It's, mm -hmm. it's, talked, it's known as the Knowledge Broker Blueprint. And I, and I remember sitting on that call when Dean and Tony announced it. And it really created clarity for me as a coach because Tony made a comment that, that just, again, clarified it for me when he said, you know, there are experts. There are the people who've done it and have done it for years. And then there are knowledge brokers. There are the people who know those people, but they know how to translate that knowledge and teach others. And that was such an important role for me. So what, and you, I'd love to know your thoughts on the importance and impact of a knowledge broker, because to me, it doesn't mean you have to be the smartest one. You just have to be able to convey the message and help others learn. What are your feelings about that? Yeah, hundred percent. I think we're all knowledge brokers until we become the expert. I mean, that's what it is, right? Like yeah. we want to become an expert in anything. We're extracting knowledge from all the different influences yeah. that we can find. And then we implement that knowledge and we become an expert. So regardless of which hat you want to wear, right? Tony's a great example. You, know, you get into his mindset work, he's the expert, right? Unli yeah. Unlimited power, right? Like that's all his expertise, which he extracted from other sources. But he writes another book on money master the game, which like that's just him extracting information from all the different experts and, and providing it a source for people to absorb. Yeah. So it's, you're, you're wearing both hats as yeah. part of the growth inside of a mastermind. Yeah. Well, sure. think about the, one of the most famous books of all time, right? Think and Grow Rich. It was literally yeah. just an interview with some of the smartest minds of the world. Yep. That's all it was. And so I love it. I'm, I'm rereading that book as we speak right now. Yeah. And I'm reading, yeah. I'm reading the alchemist. Cause I just like you did when you went on your journey. <laughs> It's about trusting the omens, man. The, the, the yeah, universe man. is always looking out for your back if you're listening. And so, was, as we wrap this up. probably one of the biggest lessons, Annie, was, man, it was, even when I was like embarking on all of that change, I was still trying to force so much. Mm. You know, I was like really trying to make it happen. I was really trying to make it happen. And there was a couple people that came into my life. You know, the first person that came in and it was, it was a woman that I'd like kind of started talking with a little bit, you know, and like, there's some interest there. And then I remember she told me, she's like, why are you always like working so hard? Like maybe you just need to pause. And it was in such conflict with my belief system. Like I stopped talking to her. 
Like, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't have that kind of influence in my life telling me to slow down. Like, you must be crazy. I got to push harder. I got to go faster, right? I got to make this happen. And it, so, and then like that kind of fell apart because of that conversation. It scared me. And then somebody else said it. And then another person said it. And then finally, it's just like life forced me to pause. And so I did. I just like chilled out for a little bit. And yeah. I stopped like trying to make everything happen. And the moment I just paused and was just kind of present, that's when everything started to manifest at the most incredible rate that I've ever experienced in my life. That's awesome, man. Sometimes you need to slow down and maybe even take a step back to take three massive steps forward. Yeah. That's awesome. That is so awesome. So let's finish here, man. Let's, I want, I'm going to put you on the spot here. <laughs> One thing you're a master at my man, and you've talked about it early on in the interview before you enter a room, you have two choices. You can either light it up with energy or you can be the one that sucks the energy out of it. But it doesn't mean you are in a constant energetic state 100% of the time. So you talk about getting in a peak state. Mm -hmm. Let's get people in a peak state right now. You ready? <laughs> you want to yeah. do it? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. If you were to give, if you, you could do it with me so others can listen, but if you were to help somebody get in a peak state right now, what, what, what are we going to do here? Oh, man, I like to do my one through 10 method, Andy. All right, let's do it, brother. <laughs> so we can get to a pig state as quick as 10 seconds. So what I like to do is just count from one to 10. And we take that one from a real low vibration. And every time you say a number, you say it a little bit louder with a little bit more intensity. And when you get to that 10, it's the full expression of your power, the full expression of your peak state. You ready? Let's do it. All right, here we go. One, two, two three, three, four. four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> that, my friends, is how you get yourself in oh, a peak state in 10 <laughs> seconds. I have to tell you, Arvin, I've tried it. I've done it. It works. Um, if you're listening right now, do yourself a favor. If you have a big meeting coming up, maybe with a, it's with a prospect, somebody that just maybe gets you outside your comfort zone or you're not feeling it that day, literally do what Arvin just did. Count to 10, heighten the level of the tone and the count every single time until by number 10, you are yelling. And I promise you, your body will be in a completely different state. Arvin, that was awesome. <laughs> I love it. Can I add something real quick? Yes. You know, it's Amiri, the coach that I worked with for, for so long, I still work with him today. You know, one of the most powerful things that he ever shared with me was that a successful person, they know two things before they walk into a room. They know the outcome that they're after, and they know the state that they need to be in to create that outcome. Mm. So it is, awesome. before I walk into a room, it's like, why am I walking in here, right? Why? What am I after? And how, do I, how do I need to show up? What state do I need to be in in order to create that? And you get into that state, and you step in, and you execute. That's powerful, my friend. So Arvin, if somebody, now that they are energized, they're ready to take on the day as they're, they're done listening to this, they wanted to reach out to you to learn more, whether it's about KBB or just get to know Arvin and connect with Arvin, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, so I'm pretty private right now in terms of social media, but um, you can always reach me on my email at arvin at mastermind.com if you ever have any questions or anything like that. But everything I do right now on social media is is predominantly KBB mastermind focus. Well, folks, you heard it. I, this is why I had Arvin on number one. He's one of the most energetic dudes I've ever known. 
Um, number two, <laughs> he, uh, he and I met in a mastermind and I wanted to talk today about all things mindset and masterminds because again, if you're listening and you're either in sales, you own a business, you're an entrepreneur or whatever, or however you define yourself, you don't have to do it alone. And, and you have other, you put yourself around others that are, are going to level you up, that are not going to drag you down and get your mindset right. Arvin just did an exercise where you could literally put yourself in the right frame of mind in 10 seconds. So going back to what Arvin said at the beginning of this episode, you always have control of your mind. And so take action, take control, and, and the rest of your future will be laid out for you. If you trust your gut, the universe is going to listen and make sure that the right path is put in front of you. So Arvin, thanks again, man. Yeah, thank you. This is awesome. I, I love, love it, brother. Lo love it, brother. And you guys know if you're listening in, remember, when clarity and confidence collide, action happens. Go make it happen today. Take care. Hey, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you're finding bullpen sessions to be valuable to your business and your life, do me a favor. Please go to Apple. Please subscribe. Give it a five-star rating. And if you have anybody else in your life, whether it's in your personal tribe or in your business that could also be impacted by listening to these episodes. Do me a favor, share the bullpen sessions with them. I'd be extremely grateful. And until next time, go out, make it happen today. Put a smile on your face and have some fun.